I just had a very interesting discussion earlier today with a local farmer here. Now, I will just add that it was by pure coincidence, actually an accident. I was out jogging and I ended up taking a different route. I saw it said footpath this way and ended up running right across his farm, right across his property. So I was very lucky that he just came over and started shouting as opposed to his two dogs coming over. That would have been an interesting one. But I want to share with you, and I took lots and lots of notes as much as I could remember, what he actually said. Because this was, it takes a lot to surprise me, but some of the things that he told me were very surprising. Uh, so I've got a lot of notes here, tried to type up as much as I possibly could so that I could share all of this with you because it does concern the, the food supply. It does concern every single one of you and your families and your friends, your communities watching this. It doesn't matter where you are in the world watching this video today. This actually applies to you. So anyway, after we sort of got over the initial, you know, me apologizing and him red in the face, uh, we got into a discussion and, you know, I said to him that I was just out jogging, it was an accident. And I said, you know, I'd love to be a farmer myself one day. And he said, not right now, you wouldn't. And I said, oh, really? You know, why is that? Um, it seems like a great life. And, you know, the farming life, I'm sure a lot of you watching actually are probably farmers or you work on, on a farm or something like that. And he said, well, what's happening is over the last couple of years, it has gotten very, very difficult to actually farm. And it all centers around fertilizer as well as, uh, you know, ammonium nitrate and potash and all these other things that he uh, explained to me. Uh, so let's go over a couple of the notes now then. And the first thing he said was for me to look up this um, article from the National Farmers Union. And he said that they are warning of a 50%. So this is mainly in the UK, but it also applies to the Isle of Man where I now live. But he was saying that the National Farmers Union, the NFU, are warning of a 50%, 50% drop in food production very shortly unless, um, I think he said it's called DEFRA, uh, this government agency intervenes, but he said, there really isn't anyone there that's trying to deal with all of this. They're being very, uh, what do I always say? Reactive as opposed to proactive. So what's happening at the moment is around, and again, we talked about these statistics recently, the amount of fertilizers that actually come out of Russia, which is somewhere in the region of 25%. Some people say it's 35%. But a lot of these fertilizers actually come out of Russia. And what is Russia doing at the moment? They are not exporting fertilizers and, and, and things that we actually need in order to grow crops. Another thing that was quite interesting was he was talking about, uh, and I do understand this uh, concept from economics, which is the demand push and, and pull, etc. And he was saying that it doesn't work the way you think it works. It's not simply a case of, oh, well, if we have 10% less food, that means that you know, we'd pull it from elsewhere and import it from elsewhere. He was saying, no, it doesn't work like that, especially in terms of, of prices. He said, if you see perhaps 10% less food, you might see 20% or 30% as an increase in prices in the supermarket. Now, more interestingly, he said, I think by the end of this year, because a lot of his colleagues, or I don't know if that's the right word, but a lot of farmers aren't planting. He was saying because they couldn't get fertilizers, some had some saved up from last year, but he was saying because a lot aren't actually planting right now because they haven't got the fertilizers, he was saying they planted different types of crops this year, which doesn't require 
uh, ammonium nitrate. I think that was the, the, what he was talking about specifically. Uh, you know, they have potash and all these other things. But he said there's certain things that the farmers don't have right now. And as a result of that, they're planting other uh, crops that don't need heavy uh, fertilization. So you're probably wondering why these are on my desk here. Well, these were just a few of the things which, again, I've identified over the last few weeks that he said I would go out and buy right now. And it doesn't really matter which country you live in. He did say cooking oil for sure. He said a big one is flour, anything wheat based. So flour, if you have a bread maker, we have a bread maker at home. We bake a loaf, a small loaf of bread every single day. So he said flour is a big one that you're going to see disappear from the supermarket shelves very, very quickly. Another one was anything wheat, so pastas and things like that, anything wheat-based. He said these will disappear probably by, you know, the end of the next six months, possibly the end of the year. He thinks that this stuff will just completely disappear from supermarket shelves. He also thinks we could see rationing as a result. And it's interesting because I was just reading a book about rationing during World War II, or actually it was after World War II. Um, very fascinating, actually, book that I was just reading. And this was UK-based. And it's just interesting what this farmer was saying and, and the sort of the patterns of what I was reading in that book were, were just so close. Again, we keep seeing these patterns, history repeating. A couple of other points and I just wanted to bring to your attention, some research I've been doing this week. 15%, it's just a little over, but about 15% of all global calories actually come from wheat and rice. Now, if you think about that, it's around about 34%, give or take a couple of percentage point, of all wheat comes from Russia and Ukraine region. And in the UK specifically, as well as some other countries, I'm not sure exactly how many meals it is in the USA, but the UK specifically has a JIT supply chain. So if you never heard JIT before, it stands for just in time. So the UK always has a four meal lead time on the supply chain. That's it, four meals. Uh, which is pretty crazy. I'm, I'm sure it's probably similar in the USA. It may be similar in Europe as well. And I just want to bring your attention to, um, well, back to yesterday's video, where we see all these media reports. We're seeing it a lot at the moment. We're seeing people on social media saying, don't stockpile food, don't stockpile food. Well, it's very interesting what he actually said, which is what I thought as well. And he said, actually, during periods before there's rationing and, and things like this, he said, what will happen is the government is stockpiling like crazy. Isn't that ironic? The government says, don't stockpile food, but they're stockpiling food like absolute crazy. The other thing was, again, the video yesterday, in Germany, the media was saying just four days before food prices went up by 20 to 50% in some stores, they were saying, there's nothing to worry about. Food prices are under control. We've got these really strong supply chains, don't worry. And then just a few days later, all of this stuff goes up through the roof. In fact, I saw a, a social media post just yesterday, I think it was on Twitter, which showed cooking oil in one German supermarket up 600%. But uh, before I lose the point that I was trying to make there, so what he was saying is when you as a consumer go to the store and you start buying a lot of items, what this does, it creates a pull on the supply chain. 
So where people say, oh, you're stealing from, you know, you hear all this all the time, you're stealing from other people by doing this. Actually, that isn't necessarily the case. I also heard this from a consultant recently who works in supply chains, and he said the same thing to me. He said it isn't necessarily the case because when you go out and you buy a lot of items, it goes through the, the, the system, the supermarket system, however all of that sort of works, and it creates a pull. So they then place a larger order and then a little bit more as well because they see, okay, there's a higher demand on this product right now. Whereas if you just wait and everyone waits until the last minute and then we start to see these things and everyone starts going out, it's gonna make the situation a lot worse. So don't listen to people who keep saying, don't go out and you know buy two or three of these instead of one. You know, I would say if you wanted to buy a cooking oil, I would buy two or three cooking oils. Personally, I would buy instead of one bag of pasta, two or three bags of pasta minimum. I mean, personally, I've been caught out by this sort of stuff before, so I will not be caught out this time. Now, the other thing to bring your attention to at the moment is a lot of countries have stopped. They've actually put a ban on their food exports. Go and check this out if you don't believe me, because a lot of time people say, oh, this isn't true. Countries would never do that. They wouldn't stop their exports on foods. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. It is happening right now. I think Egypt is a good example of it. They have stopped all exports. And of course, I mean, Egypt's got very high inflation and, and food issues at the moment. I think a lot of their grain actually comes from the Russian region. But I think we are gonna see a lot more of these problems. A couple more notes here, which was about greenhouses in the Netherlands. Netherlands is actually, although it's got crazy inflation right now, it is in a strong position in terms of their food because they are a net exporter of food. I don't know if you have ever been to the Netherlands, I've been a few times before. And what really struck me, apart from everywhere you go, there's these little ditches with all the water in them, which I thought was a great little thing they did there. But they have greenhouses or glass houses, depending on what you want to call it, everywhere. You drive around, you see these huge glass houses where they're growing a lot of uh, vegetables and fruits and things. Well, what's happened over the last year? Natural gas prices have gone up almost 1,000% across Europe. What do you think this does? It causes a lot of these growers to say, you know what? we're not gonna grow this year because the price are too high and we're not gonna make our money back. Yeah, okay, it's still gonna you know, cost us money to keep these uh, greenhouses going, but it's gonna be uh, a lot less money in terms of losses than actually trying to grow uh, crops. Now, I've gotta share this one with you because I did not know this and it was uh, mind-blowing to me. So he said, back in 2020, the cost of ammonium nitrate was anywhere from around 200 pounds, if we talk sterling, British pounds, 200 pounds per tonne. He said in 2021, it went to 350 pounds per tonne. But now, he said, we're looking as though it's around 600 pounds right now per tonne in 2022. But he said by the end of the year, and definitely by next spring, he thinks it's going to be more than 1,000 British pounds per tonne of fertilizer. Now that is mind blowing to me. That is a 5X uh, increase from 2020 to let's say 2023. So in three years, 5X increase. We haven't seen this yet hit the cost of 
um, meat and dairy and, and other things and poultry because what do they eat? They eat a lot of grains. Now, yeah, they go out to pasture in the spring and summertime and they eat grass and things like that. The, the, the dairy, obviously not the, I'm not talking about the chickens here, but this is what they eat, a lot of grains. Now, if you need all of these fertilizers to actually grow grains and things like that, obviously this is going to have to get passed on. And I mean, this is coming at a time when we have this, you know, bird flu outbreak, PCR testing on, on birds. Uh, again, I've mentioned this a few times. If you've got this huge flock and PCR testing is done on random birds and you find one, well, bye-bye, there goes your, your flock, basically. What are we seeing? We're seeing all of these increases on uh, poultry at the moment, the, the prices. We haven't even seen a lot of these prices coming through yet. So you think about if you eat, you know, chicken and turkey and duck and whatever else, but let's just focus on chicken or eggs and things like that. You've got two things hitting, well, in fact, there's about four things, but predominantly you've got the grain prices going up. You've got bird flu situation going on as well, which is reducing flock numbers. And you've got the supply chain issues and the worker shortages and all these other things. This is not good for meat right now. Now there's one more thing that I've got to show you real quick, and that is the FAO.org. Now exactly how reliable this is, being that it's a UN website, I'm not exactly sure, but I have highlighted a few points here. So the food price index in the last year has gone up by 12.6%. Cereal price up by 17% in one year. Vegetable oil, 23%. Dairy, 23.6%. Meat, 4.8% in one month. Okay, so bear in mind it was March, it was measured. 4.8% in just one month. Sugar up 20% in one year. Ladies and gents, if I haven't convinced you now that we are going to be seeing some issues with food, I don't know what else I can say. I know people are gonna, I mean, please drop me a comment below. Let me know what you think of all this. I know there's gonna be some outrageous comments. There always is, I love to read them all uh, regardless, but people simply do not believe this. They keep listening to the media reports. Everything's fine, like Germany, everything's fine. Oh. 50% increase, oh, 600% increase. And people just then say, what, what, what happened? I can't believe it. Yeah, turn off the TV, stop watching the news. I don't even watch the mainstream media or the news. I get my information from alternative sources. Stop watching all that stuff. They are gonna lead you off a cliff. Start watching other people, uh, good YouTubers as well, and, and people that, you know, they're not biased. They ha they're completely unbiased so they can tell you about all this sort of stuff, but definitely get yourself some cooking oil, get yourself some wheat-based products, some flour so you can bake your bread and, and things like that. Don't just, you know, don't just leave this for the last minute because you will be in trouble. So I hope that helped today. Take care. God bless. I'll see you tomorrow.